Hey guys, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life, recording again from my amazing kitchen studio with my awesome Nintendo tripod for my iPhone 7. Tonight, we're going to be doing how do the ENFJs compare to ENFPs as per season 8, I believe. Maybe it's 9. I don't know. I always get the episode numbers mixed up because that's literally what I did in my last lecture, but oh well. One day I'll get them right, especially after like I hire a secretary to do that for me. But regardless, going to be moving forward anyway. ENFJs versus ENFPs. This was a subscriber requested lecture, and uh, we're going to get down to it. Don't forget, every single one of these subscriber requested uh, lectures I have on the schedule, and they all go on the schedule, and I will get to them eventually. I think right now my current count is about 540 lectures to go in planning. It's a lot of lectures and that's all public and private content combined. It is freaking huge. And I think it's probably around about 280 for uh, public content. So it's a lot to get through, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get started. So uh, ENFJ versus ENFP. Both of them are extroverts, so they're both initiating. Uh, ENFPs are informative, whereas mentors, also known as ENFJs, are direct. Uh, they're also control-based. They uh, take their own time. They take their time. They go at their own pace. Everything has to be under control, etc. And then ENFPs are movement. And for some reason, this is going to be like, I believe, the third ENFP lecture I've done. So apparently I'm just like super mega enthralled with ENFPs right now. So... Why not? I, that's just what I like talking about, apparently. So with that in mind, let's get started on uh, comparing these two types. Uh, why is this relevant? I think it's relevant because uh, people who just can't decide if they're like, oh, I'm a J or a P, I just don't know. You know, it doesn't mean I'm more judgy or judgmentally or, or I'm more floaty. You know, like that, that whole thing with type is bullshit and you probably shouldn't pay any attention to that. And yeah, seriously, get your head out of the MBTI because it's nothing more than a test and get your head into the cognitive functions, which is exactly what we're going to be breaking down right now. Oh, also, this lecture has the added benefit specifically given that ENFJs are super high compatibility with ENFPs, second highest compatibility to be accurate in total compatibility. That includes social compatibility, friendships, Romantic compatibility, also known as intimate compatibility for, you know, face-to-face -face relationships and also shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder professional relationships. Second highest compatibility on every one of those compatibility spectrums. So, be aware of how they integrate because I will be talking about some of their integration during this lecture. So, let's begin. ENFJs, all about ethics. Effie Hero, they are all about ethics and social order and social rules and social norm and being social to the point they are so social. I have to be honest with you. ENFJs have the best house parties. Uh, my, my own father did like a Tupperware party one time or no, Pampered Chef. It was very odd to see my ENFJ father do that. But to be honest, it was a fantastic event. My father is exquisitely capable at putting on events uh, and he would do it all the time for church when I was growing up and then he'd do it for himself or do it for whatever. 
But the events that they would do, like, between him and my mother, because my mother's an ISFJ, holy smokes, they are the dopest. And I really got to give him credit on that point. ENFJs are the best. And my my, my coworker, uh, my former coworker, his name is Chris, uh, out of uh, Yuba City, California, He'd have a he'd have an annual Christmas party. He'd have an annual spring party. He he he's just a huge party animal. Yeah, he liked to drink, and he has this amazing reputation around town. Everyone respects him. Everyone knows him. Everyone knows he's willing to go the extra mile. Every know everyone knows he's willing to donate. He has the a very benevolent uh, reputation because ENFJs their virtue is benevolence. It's all that's what they're all about. Gotta love the benevolence. And they can uh, even go further with their ISTP subconscious, and they are all about joy. And you got that benevolence going, you got that joy going, and it just becomes amazing. And then they can even have the diehard loyalty uh, virtue from the INFP. And interestingly enough, you know, that super ego, are they really going to use that virtue advice? They're probably going to use the vice if you uh, know what I mean, but it doesn't matter. There's a lot of virtue that they can draw upon within these different types inside their mind, and it really makes them just amazing people. I love ENFJs. Uh, currently, uh, an ENFJ uh, shares my bed right now, and I got to say, it's pretty fantastic. Yes, people would think, wow, an ENFJ with an ENTP? Somehow it works well, it's because, I mean, I know type, right? And I understand her and uh, go out of my way to uh, really meet her at her level and judge her according to, you know, her standard, you know, as an ENFJ instead of holding her accountable to my standard as an ENTP because that's retarded and people should not do that. People should actually like learn the golden rule and stop judging each other based on their own eyes and judge each other based on the eyes of the other person. Like, that would make sense, right? I mean, we'd have a better world with people understanding each other, right? I am so quoting Gundam 00 right now. Wow, my anime geek is showing. Awesome. Anyway, all about ethics. They're, they're all about how other people feel. They are feeling vampires. They absorb the feelings of other people around them. And then because if they're around really good people, they become better people themselves. Because they're an NFJ, NFJ, similar to INFJs, ENFJs are mirrors. And the quality of people that they're around will determine the quality of the ENFJ. However, it's even more uh, prominent within INFJs and ENFJs. That's why integrity versus corruption and the state of the mirror is not the primary virtue and vice of the ENFJ. It is a secondary one, right? But benevolence for, and, you know, uh, whatnot is their primary, but they are still have that mirror effect, so you have to be aware of that. Types that have this mirror effect are INFJs, ENFJs, ISTPs, and ESTPs, and in that order is the level of the mirror, basically, with, uh, or no, actually, technically, ESTPs are more mirror-y than, uh, than ISTPs, excuse me. So, with that in mind, uh, so they're all about ethics, and they all know what they want. They're always constantly, always constantly knowing what they want, to the point where they could be impulsive, but they're usually not impulsive, because NI parent is very responsible with what they want, but that causes them to criticize other people, because they know that they're really responsible with their willpower, but they know everyone else is not responsible with their willpower, and they're very critical towards what other people want. 
This can cause ENFJs to jump to conclusions about other people and their intentions and write people off even though that other person has already proved that they've changed and they have improvement, but the ENFJ has SI trickster and then they'll just remember to the past that this person is like, you know, this is, now oh, they were a drug dealer back in those days. I don't want to have anything to do with them, even though that person has changed and probably one of the biggest uh, uh, icons within the current city that they're in and, and is like really helping, uh, I don't know, homeless mothers for some, or, or disabled veterans. I don't know. That person could have improved, but the ENFJ only remembers them because they're frozen in time in that regard, and they have to keep them that person away from them. It's called the door slam, right? An NF or an NJ door slam. So, yeah, INFJs and INTJs are not the only people that door slam people. NJs do it. It's just some NJs do it more than others and do it longer than others. Interestingly enough, uh, but yes, they all know what they want. Uh, they they are very desirous. Uh, ENJs are very wanty in that regard. They always know what they want, and because of that, you should always ask them. And they have SE Child. This is what causes them to be like a little kid to give balloons and candy to everybody, and everyone has to have the perfect best experience no matter what. And I don't care about my experience. I care about the experience you're getting, and I want to give you the absolute best experience possible, right? I mean, like, you know, ENFJ, that's their events, making sure everyone's comfortable. They're greeting people at church. They're they're, they're, they're ha handling those house parties very well. They're shaking hands with people, rubbing elbows. You know, everyone is included. No one feels left out, etc. It's just this constant, huge social cloud of, you know, influence that they really develop for themselves because they're SE child. But they're afraid of what they think. That's where their fear exists. They are afraid of what they think. Thank God for ENFPs because ENFPs really help ENFJs think because ENFPs organize their belief systems based on their creed and they're able to share their credo with the ENFJ friend, for example, and uh, help them think uh, through a set of beliefs or a routine or a process, right? Because ENFJs completely lack all discipline. Well, thank God ENFPs exist because contrary to popular belief, ENFPs actually do have self-discipline. And if we're going to be talking about you know personal growth, for example, for ENFPs, ENFPs who have the self-discipline to read, and and I'm saying read nonfiction, by the way, ENFPs who have the self-discipline, first and foremost, self-discipline, right? Self-discipline comes from SI inferior. This is where an ENFP's insecurity exists. If they want to have personal growth and they want to develop their introverted sensing to give them access to their ISTJ, Library of Alexandria Wizardry, they need to have the self-discipline and literally force themselves to read to the point where they are no longer feeling comfortable with themselves and they're actually feeling bad about themselves because they haven't read that day, for example. Ty Lopez, an ENFP, he does that. He can't let a single day go by without reading. It's because he realizes that T.E. Child and reading and having the Library of Alexandria that is the ISTJ is literally the ENFP ticket to success. You cannot, I mean, it is unbelievable because they just gather all of the knowledge and then they're able to create uh, huge visions and, uh, and make things happen and motivate other people and really bring people along with them on their path to success it, it, it's, and share that creed and they develop their creed with what they're able to do. ENFPs can be super amazing in that way. And in fact, actually, I had an old ENFP boss that did that for me. His name was Jeff Fisher. 
a really fantastic dude uh, out, out of uh, Bellingham, Washington, for example. Shout out to Bellingham. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I that guy, he gave me a chance at a job when no one else would, and uh, I was very thankful to be working with him, and uh, I like to think that we're good friends, and he's fantastic ENFP. Really got the charity going. He's all very charitable. Uh, but he's also been through some really hard times, you know, and I think it's because of that suffering that his SI inferior had to deal with. He does. He always remembers that suffering in his life, and because of that, he's always focused on being charitable instead of depraved. Because ENFPs have the possibility, because FI parent plus SI inferior can really become the most selfish human beings you've ever met. Um, NFPs really struggle with selfishness, you know. And, uh, and of course, the INFPs watching this, no, that's not true. You know, actually, kind of is, and you may not feel like it's selfish to you guys. And even ENFPs watching this may not feel like it's selfishness to you guys, but to everyone else observing you from the outside in instead of the inside out, to us it looks like selfishness. So be aware of that. To us it looks like depravity. I may be labeling you guys as depraved with your vice, but that doesn't mean you're depraved 100% of the time, right? That would mean that like other parts of your life could be charitable. What if you're charitable more than you're depraved? Or what if you're corrupted and not as developed or immature and you're actually more depraved than you are charitable? That's possible, right? So be aware of that. Be aware of the selfishness. Now, luckily, ENFJs exist because their FE hero and their SE child and their TI inferior especially exists to keep the ENFP honest. And then as a result of that honesty, they actually cause the ENFP to behave with better principles, a lot better principles, have it develop the creed even further and have them feel worthy, right? worthy of their creed because they have to be worthy of their creed in order to see their creed through because their INFJ unconscious is a finisher type, a see it through type. In order to implement and execute that creed, they have to feel worthy of it, right? Which they do through FI parent and through FE critic. It's very important that they do that and the ENFJ can help them do that and FE hero does that for FI parent, right? In the same way TE child helps the ENFJ think, uh, FE hero definitely helps the ENFP feel and develop their credo and become a better person and actually escape the depravity and enter into a life of charity. It is exquisite. I love it. And it makes me love ENFPs when they're being so charitable. Although sometimes I just like look at that and they're being charitable and I'm like, is there strings attached to that? You know, I get questioning because I get distrustful because I'm an ENTP. I mean, come on, INTJ, unconscious, distrust, right? Paranoia, right? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? So just, just be aware of that. ENFPs have any hero. Any hero is all about what's possible. It's the great what if, right? We've talked about it many times. It is the metaphysical round. It is all about uh, the first law of time. Everything that has happened before, the past, SI, SI inferior, everything that has happened before will happen again. So if you want to increase your capabilities to see the future because NE equals prescience, look it up, pre-science, prescience. Prescient means one's ability to see into the future, one's ability to see into the fates of other people. What about introverted intuition? Can't that predict the future? Yes, it can, but only for the individual. Look into one's own future. That's all introverted intuition does. Extroverted intuition is looking into everyone's future collectively or other people's future, right? It's like a shotgun. 
you know, you, you know, he, you have a, you have a sniper rifle, this is NI, you know, the sniper rifle, you know, and then you have NE, the shotgun, and it's going everywhere in these different directions. But notice the range is shorter. See, this is longer range, but it's only one stream, where it's multiple streams, but just shorter range. That's expert intuition with the future, and each of these are possible futures, right? And ENFPs can do that, and they can literally predict anything and everything. It is amazing to watch what they can do with their prescience and how they're like, I told you so. ENFPs are constantly telling everyone, I told you so. It's because they can see into the future. They have prescience. They have mastery over metaphysics, right? All that has happened before will happen again. And ENFPs, if you're watching this and you want to increase your ability to see in the future, all you have to do is force yourself through self-discipline to have new experiences, get out of your comfort zone, have new experiences over and over and over again, even at the risk of failure, right? Over and over and over again. And that will develop your introverted sensing, which will give you even more and more experience, which increases your ability to predict the future accurately and makes you super strong and mega powerful. Couple that with the fact that you're disciplined in reading. It basically means you're unstoppable. So unstoppable that you could even dethrone Jeff Bezos if you wanted to. Just saying, ENFPs are insanely powerful like that. They are huge forces to be reckoned with. And although sometimes I can get really frustrated with them, I also seriously appreciate them. And as much as I appreciate ENFJs, because ENFPs really can be that deciding factor for positive change. Or they can link together super important pieces of knowledge and create a new system of knowledge to the point where people's wisdom actually increases. They literally are able to advocate new ideas and cause people to think differently. ENFJs don't do that. They're just advocating values. ENFJs exist to change people's values and value systems, whereas ENFPs exist to change people's thoughts. It's like thought manipulation. They are thought vampires. They consume the thoughts of other people around them. If you, have, if you want ENFP to be intelligent, you put them around intelligent people. They absorb the intelligence of other people. They become intelligent as a result. Whereas the ENFJ, they absorb the morality. You want moral people around them. They absorb the morality of those people and they become more moral, more benevolent themselves. That is how the cognitive functions work, at least the extroverted ones, right? Also, if you want the ENFP to become willful, you put them around willful people. Thank God ENFJs are willful because they have high willpower with NI parent. And then the NE hero consumes the NI, and then all of a sudden the ENFP is willful. Cool. It's like synergy and puzzle pieces. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, like, come on, guys. It, it's, it's not really that hard. Uh, FI parent is all about morality, and they're very responsible with how they feel about themselves, responsible with their principles. Uh, ENFPs take their principles very seriously, although their principles can be corrupted because we have an INFJ unconscious, so you have integrity versus corruption, and then INFJ unconscious can start lacking integrity pretty quick because, you know, the unconscious is where a person's immaturity exists in their mind, which can cause an immature INFJ to start being corrupted, and then these moral FI parent with their principles can become corrupted, which causes the ENFP to become depraved to begin with, right? So how to deal with that? You have to keep them honest and you have to criticize them. When you're dealing with an ENFP who is depraved, you do two things. One, you make them uncomfortable. Or two, you guilt them. You guilt them. That's how you do it. You guilt them.
interesting how that works. But guilting them will actually teach them something. Whereas if you make them uncomfortable all the time, they'll just be they'll hate you. Hatred will form, and then they'll not want to have anything to do with you, which is kind of dumb. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, because they they judge everyone through their own thing. Why aren't you as moral as me? You should be moral as me, epicritic, you know. Or even though if you're telling them the truth, it's funny. So many ENFPs they watch my video and you're like, oh, you're bashing ENFPs. I'm not gonna listen to you, even though what I'm saying about them is true. Like I'm literally telling the truth about ENFPs, but oh, your delivery is so bad, or oh, you're making me feel bad. Are you too harsh? So then they just tune me out and they don't learn a lesson. And then that continued bad cycle of depravity continues, even though if they'd have listened to me and actually taken my criticism for real because it's constructive, they'd realize that they were in the wrong and then they'd change to be better people for the world. But I mean, delivery is everything apparently. You know, that SI in theory has to get a good experience. If I'm not getting a good experience and I'm not gonna listen to you. Wow, like that's effective. TE Child, we already talked about it being a thought vampire and, and it needs reference points, it needs reading, you have to read. We talked about self-discipline already with SI Inferior. And we talked about ISTJ uh, Subconscious being the Library of Alexandria. Notice how different these two types are. Very value-centric. These have their own values, but they're actually more thought-based. They, they more focus on the thoughts of others, although they are a feeler because... They have FI parents, so this means, yes, this ENFP is actually true, but notice you have the ENFJ, it's, ooh, it's an F, right? But there is no FI here, there's only TI, logos, and because of that TI, they're actually technically thinkers. Because if you're a source of thinking, because remember, TE is ethos, right? TI is logos. Ethos requires facts first in order to develop an ethos from facts. Facts actually come from logos that is the source of thought, is the source of thinking. Thus, ENFJs are technically thinkers, whereas ENFPs are technically feelers because they have FI parents, because you want the introverted function, because the introverted function is the source of what it is, right? Not an extroverted function. Extroverted functions are not sources. They are meant to consume, not to produce. But our minds produce two products in the ego and consume two products in the ego. Be aware of that. We already talked about how ENFJs are insecure with their introverted thinking. They're always questioning whether or not what they believe is, uh, what they think is true. So they're always asking other people how they feel about it. Then they go to ENFPs, how do you feel about what I think? The child's like, or the parent's like, I don't feel good with what you think, so you should change it. Or you would want to change that. Um, or uh, I should tell you that you would want to do it differently because I think it's good that if you thought about it this way, you might have more success. And then the ENFJ is like, oh yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? That can happen. So they're very insecure uh, with introverted sensing and trying, and it causes them to be, uh, you know, they could be in a rut, they can get stuck in their life, they can be in a rut, super comfortable, kind of resistant to change. The more mature an ENFP is, the, the more uh, accepting of change they are, and that can be awesome when they're doing that, when they're literally trying to, like, almost seeking failure. Don't forget, Tony Robbins is an ENFP. Do you guys not see the value of ENFPs here? Like, come on. They're super mega important. They can be insanely annoying and insanely selfish, but guess what? A lot of other types have their own hangups too. This just happens to be their hangups. Oh, but I hate those hangups. And because you're talking about my hangups like that, and you're being so harsh, I'm not going to listen to you. And I'm like, great, then you're going to continue to stay, er uh, stay ignorant with your head in the sand uh, and not really producing any value whatsoever. And in which case, 
I'll just have no choice but to desire to ignore you because what value do you have? None. ENFP worries about their future. They're constantly worried about uh, their, their future. They're very critical towards how other people feel about them. They don't like it when they're being manipulated into giving to other people. They like to give to their own free will through their own form of charity because it's what they believe they should do. And, and, uh, and they're doing it based on what they feel like. But when it comes to the FE critic, when other people are trying to sell them on, give, on being charitable, when they're already charitable, they think they're being taken advantage of. Uh, this also is where their need to be feel worthy comes from because they want other people to value them. They want other people to value what they're doing and they want to be worthy of their creed or their credo that they have developed. And their creed is actually changing, especially every time they read. That book becomes part of their soul, right? And it'll stay with them because of SI inferior, because it stays with them. Their creed actually adjusts slightly and, and it grows even more and they become a better person or a more capable person. Um, TI Trickster, ENFPs have no clue what they're thinking at any times. They, 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 they imagine that they're thinkers. They imagine that they're intellectual. They imagine that they're capable of deep thoughts when in reality they're just scarecrow getting a diploma from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. No, they're not thinking. In fact, they're amusing, which means without thought, uh, because they can't mentally finish a thought, a logical thought in their head. They are all about rational thought, but rational thought is nothing more than beliefs or a set of beliefs or a belief system. They make decisions based on beliefs, true, false beliefs, what they believe is true, what they believe is false, what they feel is true, what they feel is false. It's all belief. It's not actually based on what's really true, false. That is TI, that is Logos, but they don't have much Logos, so they don't really use it. They, they believe they can, but they really can't. And then obviously the SE demon, if you continue to make the ENFP uncomfortable, the SE demon will activate, and in which case they'll give you a real reality check, and uh, you're going to get punched in the face. Uh, they, you know, uh, don't do that. Um, you know, they can rage and get, and things will come down, uh, things will be destroyed, and that, I would never do that to somebody! That's because you've never been pushed that hard. But when you're pushed that hard and you are in your demon, it doesn't matter anymore. The world may as well burn at that point. So, like, realize that you have that capability. I would never... Bullshit. Bullshit. INFP shadow within the ENFJ, a little bit different. They worry that they are bad people all the time, which, you know, uh, the ENFP criticizes them for. So they actually end up feeling better because the ENFP's there. They're also absorbing the morality and the creed from the ENFP with their FE hero. So their emotional worry goes away, which is really nice for ENFJs to benefit from ENFPs. Uh, they're very critical towards the intents of others, which is important because ENFPs are also known as shysters, right? They, uh, they can get very shysty um, with their deals, using fine print to take advantage of people at certain times. Be very careful when you make deals with ENFPs because if you are not being a master of the fine print yourself, they will take you for everything they, that you've got because that if their depravity is, is there, if they're, if they're in their vice, they will own you in any contract or deal that you do with them because they will make for absolute sure they get a better deal than anyone else and it and they don't care if you get the shorter end of the stick because as long as they get their stick, that's what's fair to them. That's all they care about. Be aware of that, especially when you're doing business with them, which for some reason STPs end up doing business with them and then the STPs get screwed by the NFP, ENFP, and it's kind of like, guys, I told you so, but you never listen to me because 
in your eyes, I'm just an ENTP who's not actually smart, but just pretending to be smart. But whatever. I mean, that's that's what happens when you know I've just met like an STP and they look at me and it's like, you're like kind of like me because you're a TI thinker, but you don't have any mechanical mastery or physics awareness, or you're not in the moment enough. You're very floaty, so and you're always talking theory, and that's not really real. And because you're just so unreal. I'm probably going to put you in the stupid zone. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks for judging me that way, guys. Instead of like realizing that there's these things called metaphysics, you know, where the theory of relativity was derived by any parent within Albert Einstein and INTP. Oh, but NTPs have no value, apparently. Thanks, guys. Anyway, uh, so yes, FI nemesis, they are worried about how they feel. Uh, they're very critical about the intentions of others and they can actually hold ENFPs accountable in that way and keep them out of their depravity. It's like, oh, the ENFP is getting really, really selfish right now. I'm gonna play whack-a-mole, whack. Oh, the depravity has gone. Great to have you back in your charitable world. Thank you very much, Mr. ENFP. Glad to have you back aboard. Let's continue on as if nothing happened, right? And that's kind of what happens because they have SI Trickster because ENFJs kind of forget things. They are super mega forgetful. Thank God they have SE Child to lock in on the SI Inferior because that means they can start remembering things because the ENFP will remember everything for them because they have the ISTJ subconscious in them, which gives them the ability to have the Library of Alexandria uh, access, you know, walking Library of Alexandria because they have how forgetful the ENFJ is. And then TE Demon, Rationale. Oh, all about their beliefs. And when they start believing that you're a horrible person, uh, they will start to control your life, life uh, with an ESTJ uh, superego. Get out that whip and just go whack, whack, whack in every little detail of your life. And all because you did not give them their day in court because they need to know that they are listened to. I don't care how stupid you feel an ENFJ is or how blonde they are or whatever with their TI inferior but if you do not give TI inferior stay in court you're gonna get owned by their demon you must listen to them I don't care how dumb it sounds I don't care how stupid it sounds I don't care and if you're patient with ENFJs you'll realize that they're actually brilliant you'll realize that that ISTP subconscious is actually really brilliant you just have to be patient with it and let them get all of their thoughts out because they don't have very much bandwidth available in their mind to process. So you just give it more time, more time to process for the ENFJ. They're going to process things and it's going to be correct. And when it comes out, it's going to be like, wow, dude, yeah. You know what I mean? And ENFPs love that because TE Child loves that because TE Child is like, oh, ENFJs, you're so thoughtful and you're always so caring towards me and it makes me feel really good and it inspires me to continue to be charitable for, with people. That's why we love NFJs because you inspire the NFPs to be charitable and get out of depravity and they turn into amazing people and contribute to society in some of the greatest ways uh, known to man. Thank you for doing that, NFJs. Please continue to do that. You are made to do that. Remember, NFJs, your primary export in life is to make people better. And the people you should be focusing on making better are NFPs because they literally can change culture in ways no one even imagined. In the same way that you two NFJs can also change culture in ways no one imagined because you just get together and you have the synergy and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds in this amazing cycle that just changes life on this planet for the better forever and ever and it's awesome please continue to do that and this relationship is one example of how that happens so 
Anyway, that concludes uh, tonight's episode on how do ENFJs compare to ENFPs. If you found this lecture educational, helpful, insightful, uh, awesome, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast and leave a comment in the comment section if you have any questions about ENFJs and ENFPs and I'll do my best to answer your question. So, awesome. Uh, I will be taking tomorrow night off. I believe uh, for filming, but maybe not because it's Friday. Because I'll probably, I might actually, uh, I might actually record again tomorrow night. Um, otherwise, if you don't see me tonight, you'll see me on Saturday. So, awesome. See you guys then.